Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jeep and Bubba podcast. I'm your host, Brad, Jeep and Bubba Coron, and tonight, <coughs> I cough right off the bat. No, tonight we have our guest, Nathan Justice. Oh yeah. He's in the house, and uh, say hello, Nathan. Hey guys. And uh, you can find him on uh, on Instagram as Swift Justice. <laughs> I have to cough all of a sudden. Let's uh, let's just start off and crack a beer real quick so I can wash this cough down. And I've also I got some Hop Slam, which is my it's in my top three beers of all time. Cheers. Cheers. Ding. Yeah. It was Thursday night, the last day of March, and um, it's crazy. Tomorrow's April, and uh, we're cracking a beer. Thirsty Thursday, and the re- main reason I brought Nathan in is I want to talk a little bit about our Cape Lookout trip. But as kind of this podcast has evolved, we start out with kind of me talking a little bit, going on a little bit of a tangent. And um, I kind of had a thought like about a week ago or so. Um, Avery really brought it up for me. He he was asking me like, if you had $10 million, if you could have $10 million now um, or like, a hundred thousand excuse me if you can have a hundred thousand dollars now or ten million dollars like in ten years which would you take or and then he like did another way he was like if you had ten million dollars now would you work every day and both of them kind of led to the same thing i'm kind of already doing like what i want to be doing so i'm like i'll take the hundred now because i could probably turn that into a couple million in ten years and and, and i'd like you know i not tomorrow's not like guaranteed so i'm not worried about the ten million in ten years who knows what's going to happen um, and then the other was like, yeah, I would work every single day, but I would probably just work on the stuff I want to work on. It would give me a little bit more peace of mind to like maybe build and sell Jeeps. And then I would obviously try to expand my media thing. But it also led me to the thought process of I'm not, I've kind of gotten to a place in life where like, I'm not gonna say I don't care about money. Obviously money's important. I, money to me equals freedom. But what I do value and I found I valued more than money is experiences, like going and doing stuff. So like some people, like my mom, would look at me and be like, I can't believe you would spend that time and money go like building a Jeep and like buying the gear and then like going and doing this trip. And I would much rather be hopefully in a good mental state when I'm 70 and have a brain full of experiences than to have a bank full of cash. Like obviously my grandkids will hope I have a bank full of cash but I can tell some pretty sweet stories and have some pretty sweet experiences and I also kind of think like we get these jeep badges but if I had a like a badge or a little like if I was making a resume for being an off-roader like I got another little chink in the belt like I went and did this trail I went and did that and it's a cool story like if you plan to like be in it your whole life which I do it's like a really cool thing to go and do these experiences and it kind of hit me that like, yeah, that's all I really value. Like I value my family and I value uh, God and then there's that. But like what I'm actually passionate about, like what I want to go spend my time on is like the the actual experiences mostly of, of adventure. And why I like working on Jeeps and, and building off-road vehicles is to me that's the greatest gateway to getting to these adventures. Absolutely. Like, I should do it. Yeah, like a lot of people mountain bike or a kayak or boat or whatever, but like, you know, 
you can't kayak across America. I can drive my Jeep across America and do all these awesome places. I pass a lot of hikers and bikers along the way, and and I'm not just not knocking it down. All that stuff's cool, but like for me, like I can. I was also thinking about it another way. There's so many places on Earth. I got a squeaky seat too. I hope you guys can hear that. There's so many places on Earth that if like if you waited till you were 50 or 60 or 70 to go and try to like find them out, search them out, say you're in great health, you're not going to be able to go see them. Like, if you're not, like, now, at, like, a, if you're a young person, even if you're in your 40s or 50, whatever, like, if you're not seeking those out, adventures out now, like, not that you can never see everything, but, like, you're it's already a lot harder. Yeah, you're, you're going to be a lot more limited. <laughs> and, like, you're still trying to learn, like, yeah. like, learn about how to build a Jeep, learn about how to work on it, what gear you need. Like, basically, over the last five years, me and my wife have put together a rock-solid camping gear set where you're just, like, grab your Plano boxes and go. Like, we've gotten down to, like, yeah, we don't actually need that piece of equipment, or we do need this one. And, like, you know, we've got, you know, I know you build up a lot of gear, too. And we're kind of, now it's, like, before we trip, out what we don't need now. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's figuring exactly. that out. And you need to know you have the to, yeah, ins and outs of your rig because mm-hmm. when you're going out, Mm-hmm. stuff so, happens and if you don't know if you don't know it then you're in a tough spot absolutely no and there's a difference if you're like if you work on your jeep or at least if you like buy the parts for it and you understand how the parts work mm-hmm. off-road and while you're yep. wheeling you're thinking about how things are working it's different than like if you just hop in your car and commute to work like you're yep. not even thinking about like <laughs> you're listening <laughs> to your podcast and then yeah. you're thinking about how the braking system's working or how you know the lockers are going to work or whatever but um, my point is being that I would encourage people who may be on the fence or, or border of like, you know, I can't justify spending this kind of money. I actually would argue against it. I don't think you can justify that your life's long enough that you shouldn't go and do these things now. And I sometimes get in a rush. I'm like, I've got to go experience Moab now. I've got to go do Black Bear Pass now. And it's like, sure, I might have another 60 years left or might not. Might have three days. Who knows? But not would I have more than three days? But <laughs> but I would like to start making the list and knocking it out now. And like, if when I die, like maybe I have my house paid off and that's all they get. Well, that's fine. I, you know. But like, I want the experiences now. Like, why do I? You know, I don't know. It's when instead of leaving a legacy of cash, like leaving a legacy of like having like leaving your story like that sounds way cooler to me like and making memories with your kids yeah you know exactly like i'm doing it now i I almost think like i've been thinking about my kids and if i if they continually like overlanding and off-roading like i would almost be um tempted to like take them out of school for one year and homeschool them and like travel yeah even if it was just for like they didn't try to travel the whole year, but like in that year we went on three or four big trips, like in maybe like the middle school era or so, I don't know. At some point where like, they would absolutely where they can truly mem- remember, remember, remember it, it yeah. but like also young enough where they're like, "Dad, why are you taking me out of high school?" Like <laughs> as a, I don't know. Like this is embarrassing, you know. Um, I think it's fifth grade, maybe it's sixth, but there's a certain grade where you you kid gets into all the national parks for free and gets you in because of that. So like, I think it's fifth grade. I think when they're, when you're 12 or 13, the national park system has a way with like 
if your if your child's in fifth grade, like everyone gets in the park, you have to sign up for the pass. It's like that pass you can buy at the beginning of the year. That's sure. like, I think it's one hundred fifty bucks or hundred bucks, and it like gets you in. So then you can go like, like if you go to Mount Rushmore, it's like fifty dollars to drive your car in just to park. So like you would get into that for free. You can get in. So that would kind of be kind of cool. But that's my monologue. I've been thinking <laughs> about like kind of why I'm like, because I look at my schedule and I'm like. Why is every single weekend booked? Like, why do you have to go camping in Cahutta this weekend and be at Cape Lookout that weekend? And, like, just how we've already stacked this year, I have wheeled in Texas. And then, so we did, we did Texas and then Windrock and then Windrock did Cape Lookout and then Cape Lookout. I immediately went back and did one night on the Traverse. And we've got a couple weekends of, like, birthday parties whatever. But then scottles and then jeep beach and then i'm planning a moab and it's like all in this tight little window where like if i had looked at if i look at my friends lives and if or or if i look at me maybe five or six years ago there would have been like well we're gonna go to florida once this year and we'll go to a couple concerts but there wasn't this like the lawn's got to get cut on the weekends yeah you know? i got yeah. cut grass drink some flowers. beer the yeah. falcons are well, excuse me, yeah. <laughs> uh, Falcons are on way. I'm not even like, not even remotely interested in that. And there's probably gonna be a time where I'm like, all right, I've done a lot. Like I need yeah. to like take a break. Maybe not, but like, um, when that time comes, maybe the Falcons will actually be good. So, um, maybe I want to watch them. But when who knows? We're rebuilding this year. A lot of free agents. But that's that's my my two cents. I would just with this statement being made. If you're on the fence or if you're someone who's already doing adventures but you're like kind of struggling to take the next leap, like, I mean, what are you missing out on? Like, money? Like, go make more of it and go do these things. Like, put it aside. There was when we went to, Nathan and me did Black Bear Pass. It's kind of our first, what was our first big trip we've ever done like that. And um, when I was starting to save up money for it, I was, I think you knew this, but I would go to Goodwill. Do you know the Goodwill story? I think so. Yeah. So I was, I would go to Goodwill, like three of them on the way home. I'd yeah. buy some and put on eBay and sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I raised like, I don't know, 500 bucks in a month, mm-hmm. like profit, not just like, right. you know. And um, then like COVID kind of got really bad. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, Goodwill's the last place I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like someone else's old clothes with a bunch of other. You know, people, but I mean, there's ways to side hustling and, and go do these things. And like, if you get your camping gear built up, just going camping is yeah basically free. Like, Agreed. And I think and, also people get so worried nowadays about having like the nicest rig and obviously yeah. with YouTube and everything like that, people are so worried about like the coolest, latest yeah, rig. Yeah. Just run what you brung. Like all that stuff is like, it's just a lot of extras, you know, it it's fancy. Like just take it out, like whatever you got, like go take it. Like it'll... It'll get used, and you can use it well. For years, me and Nicole were just hammocks and a cooking mm-hmm. setup, and that was it. And then we had the kids, we went to the rooftop tent, but, like, we were just hammocks for a long time. No matter what weather, rain, cold, like, mm-hmm. we had everything to go, like, all the accessories to go with them, and that's, you could fit everything we needed in a backpack, and then, like, one box of cooking gear, and, like, we could go do anything. I think that's what we were talking about last weekend, cool. or whatever, we were on Cape Lookout. It's, like, yeah. it's kind of nice just to go out there and just, like, survive, you know? Yeah. You don't worry about, like, making about- it real comfy. Cape Lookout oh, was surviving. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> it was kind of rugged out there. So yeah. we'll, we'll get into that for sure. Um, so we did a trip. 
I don't know, it's been three weeks now? I think so, yeah. Three weeks? Yep. Seems like forever, but it but also seems soon. Uh, so we kind of planned out, do a couple, like a long weekend. And um, the trick for us here in Georgia is basically to get to the ferry from here is about eight and a half, nine, or even further, nine hours or so. Yeah. And, um, and so we were trying to figure out, do we do it all one day? Do we camp along the way? What do we do? Uh, do we stop, get a hotel? And then Nathan did a lot of the planning, well, the majority of the planning, and um, we planned it with a larger group, and it ended up just being us, like you and your wife and me and, and my wife and kids. Yeah. And uh, we, the trick that was a little difficult is you got to set a couple of things up before you go, and we'll get into that. So it kind of limits you to... Um, it kind of limits you to to like once you set up the dates you're going. That's kind of when you're, you're going. locked in. 100%. Yeah, there's no like the weather's not good that we can let's change it to next weekend. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like you either go or you don't. Right. So um, let's get into it. So if someone's wanting sure. to go, and and I also preface this way: when you talk about Outer Banks, it's a large area. So there's mm-hmm. multiple islands, lots of different places that you can stay, but the the appeal to Cape Lookout. Is it's I believe it's the only one that you can drive on and camp, right? From my understanding, yeah. Yeah, like like uh, I think Hatteras, which is north. I think the one can, that north of us. It looked like they you can drive on, on it. it? Not there might necessarily, or I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a limited camp. I think yeah, exactly. Like sure. a, a, a specified dedicated camp area. So Cape Lookout yeah. is uninhabited. There are people from were they department? Were they weren't DNR right? They were. Park no, they're, they're park service. Yeah. Park service. Yep, because it's a national park. It's national a national, seashore. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a national seashore. So they're the only ones that technically stay. They don't live in a residence, but there's, right. there's people who stay there. That's it. And then there's a Coast Guard um, um, outpost or whatever. But besides that, there's not actually someone, people who like live there year-round. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was 60 miles of beachfront or something like that. Um, maybe I'm right. wrong. I don't maybe know. Maybe 30. At 30. I don't know. Um, but you could... Basically, drive down the beach. You find a spot you like. That's where you can. Basically, get it. anywhere from the the waterline up to the dunes. Don't go yeah. in the dunes. Can't but anywhere, the dunes. basically anywhere on the beach. Camp and then there's wherever. A, there's a road behind the dunes, and behind that is intercoastal. It's not a very wide. Uh, it is an island, but it's not very wide. It, it's it's maybe six hundred yards. Yeah, maybe even a hundred yards in some. So places, you can't camp on the road behind uh, it either. And um, there are cabins, a few cabins. That you can purchase and, and rent, um, but uh, we'll get into so what some of the things right off the bat. I'm like, I've never been up there. Um, I'm gonna drive out there. What are some things you need like right off the bat, like that we had to do? Uh, I mean, the, the main the first thing you absolutely have to have is you have to have a vehicle pass um, or an off road vehicle pass for the park itself. So they open that up each year. Um, if you buy specifically it specifically for Cape Lookout, yes, yeah, specifically for Cape Lookout, um, it was on one of the government sites, and um, basically it was twenty five dollars if we bought it before their um, their season opened up to drive on the beach, okay. and then and it's good for a full year essentially, or until it shuts down over the the December and did we get the twenty five dollar? Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. You saved yes. money. Yeah, exactly. So nice. yeah, so if, if <laughs> I think whatever we went on March March eleventh, that's when it opened up. Um, sure. If you bought our pass, if we, bought our, we did buy our passes before it opened mm-hmm. up, 25 bucks, And then after that, once it's open, then it's $50. 50 bucks uh, for man. the year. But you can go whenever throughout the year. You just yeah. have to have your pass. 
That's not a bad price, but absolutely not. I yeah. didn't realize we. I mean, I, we bought it when you said to. Mm-hmm. I did. I just listened to Nathan, so <laughs> I didn't know we saved twenty five bucks. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. That now we got a cool sticker that goes on our windshield. Yeah, it's gonna stay all year for me. Um, I got one from Texas and I got one from Cape Lookout, mm-hmm. so it's gonna stay all year long. I used to do that like we'd go to uh, Jeep Beach. Or in different events, and you'd have to have the sticker, and yeah. like all year I'd have official like, attempt yeah. and all so those I'm, things. I yeah. think it's awesome that we I got that on the windshield. So yeah. you got that, that, and then, and then that. There's really that, and you need to schedule your ferry ride because um, that's really going to dictate when you and your group can uh, get over there. Because there's only I think there was two specific ferry services for vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I forget the name. One is Davis Shore Ferry, and the one that we went on was Cape Lookout Cabins. Cabins, and, yeah. And ferry services. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so they're bigger. They can pretty much take any type of vehicle. Um, I think yeah. they could hold maybe, well, probably four like, Jeeps, they could have, but like if you have a trailer, then not necessarily. So Yeah. We, With us, when we... we both had trailers. Yeah, you and me both had a trailer, and then we still had another forerunner behind us. So mm-hmm. you could have eased... I think you could, depending upon the size of the vehicles, you could probably fit six rigs on there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there's... I mean, some of those big uh, but big trucks that we're getting You're basically loaded. paying by your length. Yep. So mine was like... I want to say it was 180 were, bucks, something like that. Yeah. You were... Um, yeah. Because you had... Yeah, they charge you by the length of the vehicle... And then um, your passengers. So adults were, I don't know, 15, 16 bucks. And then mm-hmm. kids might have been free if they were under a certain age. Yeah. Um, I think for my vehicle, um, Jeep and trailer, it was like 160 combined with, okay. the, uh, yeah, I think with I was, the adults. I think it was 180. Yeah. Um, but not over that. Yeah. And, and that's really, you think, well, that's pretty expensive. But they're the only ones offering the, the service. And it's kind of worth it. I mean, it's um, that's round trip. And uh, yep. they do set a time. Like, this is the time we're going to pick you up. And if you miss that, I wouldn't want to know what happens if you miss it. Like, you're going to have to call them, schedule yep. it, work things mm-hmm. out. But they basically are booked all year long. I mean, you have to kind of get ahead. Yeah, and you've got to know the it. length of your vehicle. Everyone, every The length of all the vehicles in your group. Because initially when we had a larger group before the weather mm-hmm. turned really nasty, um, we were having to, you know, kind of put people on different ferry rides throughout the day to kind of get the whole group over there and just we had to be flexible with what they had booked already and what we, we saw just show up. weather dictated so yep. there was uh we were fine we got there in plenty of time but the weather was bad it was getting windy and they called a guy and they said you're scheduled for tomorrow but if you can get here today we'll take you across if not we're not running tomorrow yep and we know you have an appointment but the weather the wind is going to be too bad it's not going to be safe and you're just crossing an intercoastal water area but and it's not that deep, but as we saw with the waves and then the wind, like it'd be pretty. I wouldn't say capsized, but it'd be uncomfortable to yeah. go across. Even um, Sunday when I came back, um, mm. when when we came back a day early, um, we were getting. I got sprayed all the way up on my windshield mm. um, from the, from the front of the boat on the ferry yeah. ride coming back, just with how crazy the wind still was. Yeah. Um. Uh, so they didn't run Saturday. That guy was thankfully about an hour and a half away when. <clears throat> We waited an extra hour or whatever, to, to, and we all mm-hmm. went across, and yeah. um, so it worked out. But so right off the bat, you're going to need to go ahead and book your ferry, get your permits, and then uh, what I didn't know until like a week before, because I didn't read, was um, there are uh, a few bathrooms on the island. That we found, yeah. We, we, found. Did, we could, did not know about that before We didn't yet. know about it. There's a, there's a bathroom at the lighthouse. Um, it's a public bathroom. But and then it has an outside shower that uh, you can wash sand off you, but it's not you're not supposed to use soap in it. Um, but besides that, 
as far as going to the bathroom is concerned, it is not like we do it here in the southeast where you can go pee on a tree and dig a small hole to, to go number two. Mm-hmm. There is no digging holes and go number two. Right. You have got to collect your own waste and take it home with you or yep. take it to a dumpster or get it off site. Which we actually ended up using. Uh, we didn't have that much because we never found in the public bathrooms. Yeah. But they had a big trash can in the bathroom at the Cape Lookout place. Oh, nice. Like, and then in the bathroom, and it was like, oh, cool. Just mm-hmm. do that. We had like two bags. And what you have to do is you got to look into that that system. So we bought a little tent that housed the toilets. Yep. Uh, you got one. I got one. And then you got to find some sort of toilet seat. Some people use a five gallon bucket. Uh, we both bought like. Kind of like tripods, toilets. Yeah, little camp, camp toilets. And yeah. they had a, the bags that had the, bags, yeah. the the pebbles or whatever in them. Yeah, and they have like some kind of stuff in there to make it not stink as much. It also absorbs liquids. And then the, they're double bags. So the first one, you just tie up like a chip bag. Second one's actually got Ziploc on it, and it's double Ziploc. So um, you shouldn't have any issues or accidents mm-hmm. down the road. And then I even put like a garbage bag inside of our toilet, like in a little yep. container, so that like that you know you take separate. it with you. And it sounds gross, but what the issues that they have there is, if you go the so you dig a hole in the sand, you go to the bathroom, they have some storms come through, it can dig that up, and now it, it's a it's just mm-hmm. disgusting for yep. anyone staying there. So they ask that you take that away. Obviously, you need to take your trash away with you. Um, they do have rules on fires. Yeah, fires is kind of the same way with the is, is using the restroom. Essentially, mm-hmm. uh, you can't just build a fire wherever you want in the sand um, because the the charcoal and whatnot can come back up as it rains and storms. So you have if you're gonna do a fire, you can have a, a fire on the beach, but you just have to be below the high tide line. That mm-hmm. way, when the tide comes in, it can kind of wash any of the uh, that sediment essentially away. And then our trick to get around that, we did bring some firewood. Mm. But our trick to get around that was we had a propane fire pit, and that you don't have to worry about anything. Yep. And then, um, basically, my last um, night, I ran out of propane, and I threw some wood on it. But basically, it burned to ash, and I covered the lid up of everything. So like, I got to take that. I literally the ash is still in it. Like oh, yeah. it's all covered up, and <laughs> there, you know, and so there's no. Nothing nasty on the beach. And the other issue that they worry about, I even read this because I decided to actually read some stuff a few days before we went out. But obviously there is no fire services on the island. So there's not a lot of trees or brush, but there are some. So mm-hmm. if you were to start a, a wildfire, there's not very many ways to put it out. So the area that we ended up camping one night was there were some pine trees. If you caught those pine trees on fire somehow... There's no way everything on that it's end of the island. It's just gonna burn, yeah. and yep. there's old and it's wind, and there's it's old homes windy. out there that have been yep. there from you know the 1800s. 1800s, and so that's why you have to be very careful, you know, in that situation, and um, kind of on that island. So um, something to think about. There are um, a few places to get water. One thing we found um, after you guys had left, we we were riding out. We actually stayed one day longer than Nathan and, and Julie, but um, there was a spigot and like RVs were pulling up and filling their tanks and stuff like that. Yeah. So we were able to fill up. We had a little, our little shower tank. We filled it up um, and ended up not even needing it, but they did have that available. Oh, that's good. I don't know. I, it actually had a sign that said not potable. So it was like shower only kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then we there is a, at, at, the, um, at the lighthouse, there is a guest 
There's a, there's a shop. There's a little like little visitor center. Yeah, and actually, it was kind of cool. It was like maybe five or six hundred square feet, maybe of a of a shop, and half the shop was run by the national park, and half was just like some other business, huh. like someone else owned maybe. So like you would buy your snacks from the nice lady at the snack, but they were it was a short the store shel- same used all the same shelves, but like. If you wanted to buy a, um, a sticker <laughs> or a postcard that said, like, Cape Lookout, you went to him to check out because he was part of the National gotcha. Park Service or whatever. So we did that. But, like, if you were starving and hungry, they had, like, um, peanut butter crackers, chips. I think they had some tuna fish in a can and, like, Coke and water. So you're mm. not – you need to bring. I think that's also a good point going back to even the ferry ride, yeah. um, the the lookout cap, Cape Lookout um, cabins and ferry service, mm-hmm. they had their had a general store essentially. They had and a it general was store. Very well stocked. Yeah, they had all kind of fishing gear. Camping we, gear. We food. ended up it was, the weather was so bad that we thought the rain was gonna be bad, we all bought like crab fisherman outfits. Yeah. Like Nicole <laughs> got the frog tugs or whatever, but I ended up Julie's was the best. Yep. She got the full like she was like the, she she was she was going on Wicked catch. Tuna yeah. or Deadliest Catch. Yeah, absolutely. She was getting the Dungeness crabs and, the, but it was like the yellow jumpers or whatever. I got an orange. Like, you have to go watch the video because I do have it on at one point um, on YouTube. But the we got some rain gear there just because we're worried about basically being drenched and so. But they had food. Um, they had a lot like uh, bug spray and and. Yeah. Um, sunscreen things like that you might have forgotten and because where that ferry service is located there's really not much around it like there They're was really a gas not. station um yep. not far from there but i think it's really had, not a town necessarily not a town, yeah. yeah so that gas station i did notice um had a sandwich shop in it when we went by and got gas i didn't get anything yeah, there the but up. there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot so really you want to get your groceries before you go out or your ice, if, you, if you're doing ice or whatever, and you want to make sure you got plenty of water. And if you're going to go for three days, bring four days of food. You just never know uh, what's going to happen. With Ferry the service can be down for a day, and you got to stay an extra day. It's yeah. Your, yeah, you're kind of at their mercy. And there's really, you know, there's no resources really on the island. You know, sometimes when I camp out in the woods, I'm like, well, worst comes to worst, you know, I'm a pretty good survivor. Maybe I'd get a deer. Go fishing, get a trout. There's some berries, there's some nuts. There, like seriously, if you thought about it, like, fishing is your only resource out there. Yeah. There's no like blueberry bush that just exists. It's sand and some dunes and a couple <laughs> pine trees, but there's yep. no resources, no way to naturally get water other than distillation or, or boiling and just uh, birds. And, Otherwise, and yeah. then a couple birds, um, some bugs and uh, fish. But we didn't fish over there. But apparently, it's a good place to fish. But um, yeah, it. Uh, what I want to kind of get into, that's kind of the preparedness side of it. Obviously, you're going to want a rig that can drive on the sand. You need to look into, if you're never wheeled on the sand, looking into airing down. We learned some stuff. Actually, we should touch oh, on 100%. We learned some stuff about <laughs> sand. I've wheeled on sand before. Never pulled a trailer on sand before. Yeah. And um, I actually say it in my YouTube video, and I laugh about it. When I edit it and put it together, I'm like, Nathan, we should get off this back road and hit the beach. It's probably faster and better. And we get on the beach. And we were wrong. I mean, I was yeah. wrong. Not you. I was wrong. So uh, we found the beach to be deep sand. Yep. And really and, would bog. You'd just catch and just bog. And we had to be in four high. And we're pulling these trailers. And they'd get in different ruts. And they'd move us all around. Yep. And it would just wiggle the whole trailer and Jeep. And you overheated 
twice, basically. Yeah. Um, I ran hot once. The, there was a guy camping near us that said he overheated his truck. Like, oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, the guy with oh, the, yeah, the was towing military yep, train and yep. everything. So um, it, we found that wasn't the most efficient way to, to go down the beach. Also, we were kind of in a rush, so we drove a little faster. Yeah, we were just pushing it. Yeah. And I just... Because yeah, we got off, we basically got off the ferry, and we had about an hour, fifteen hour and a half to to go find camp before it got dark. And there was a storm. Yeah, the storm was coming, and the ferry, the ferry and service we hadn't eaten was dinner. like get and, to here yeah. asap, hide there, basically yeah. sheltered the storm out. And uh, yeah, there's a there is an an emergency shelter that we found, not shelter, but like there's a over by some of the houses, there's a uh, kind of emergency pull in camping area, which we found the next day. Um, and then there was an area that is called long-term parking and it's not supposed to be used for camping, but under the advice of the ferry service, they said, this is where you need to weather the storm out as soon as you can like safely go camp somewhere else Mm -hmm. to do that. But that's kind of where you need to camp. And, um, it made sense because it was a a semicircle of pine trees that provide a huge wind coverage. Yeah. I mean, when you'd walk to the beach from that area, getting blown, you'd get blown away. And, and that's kind of our story of Cape lookout was, was the weather was a huge dictator. Yeah. So we were Be prepared for the any good types news of weather. was everyone had cell phone service. So we were looking at not great cell phone service, but cell phone service. So we're looking at weather channel. We're looking at the different things. I was surprised. I didn't get much weather band on our midlands. Um, mm-hmm. occasionally pick it up. But um, on our phones, we were picking up Weather Channel, and you know they were like twenty mile an hour winds, snow, seventy degrees, thirty. It was all kind of like mixed reviews, and you can't. There's actually not really like a you can't really set your uh, Weather Channel to the Cape Lookout. You're more like the closest town, oh, right? Yeah. Of like Davis or whatever it is. Sure. That's our closest town. So. Um, we got lucky. The, the a lot of the rain split up and went at some out in the ocean, some in the mid inland. But what we got was um, quite a bit of. We got some rain, but we got quite a bit of wind, and uh, which is a problem. I mean, if you're trying to set up rooftop tents that are canvas, yeah, you're setting up uh, any type of awnings. Tent yeah, tough. it's an issue. So having that windbreak was key. Was awesome, and then uh, unpredictable temperatures. So we got up. That next day, it wasn't really that cold, but the wind picked up, and then it kind of whipped, and then it was kind of damp. And then by, like, lunch, it was it was hot. It was, like, yeah, seemed like, I don't know what tip it got to, but it seemed warm where you were stripping off. And then by the time we were making dinner, we were freezing. And that night, we were cold around the fire, you know. It was, like, and then we had a chance of snow flurries. <laughs> yeah. We camped the next night, um, Nicole and I and the kids, and wind went away. We got to camp on the beach. Dropped down to like 34, 35. It was freezing. Um, we had poured out some some water um, for making mac and cheese. And I could have swore it was frozen the next day. I'm like, that looks frozen to me. But, Probably with that uh, one chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're definitely going to want to look at, at the weather. And if, if there were severe weather, you are absolutely exposed in a way where it could be dangerous to survive. I mean, in my opinion. I mean, like, sure. obviously a hurricane, that's obvious. Yeah. But, like, if the wind... So you were saying, like, the island up from us clocked about 80-mile-an-hour yeah, winds. Yeah, yeah. How we experienced 80-mile-an-hour winds, um, 
And maybe we did. I don't know. But we would have been, if we were say we were camping on the beach and we got yeah. eight mile an hour winds. Tents the trailers would have been flown over yeah. potentially. Uh-huh. The trees <laughs> you know? around us, those pine trees, could have snapped over easily. And snapped yeah. and, mm-hmm. um, and then where are you going to sleep? You're going to are you going to sit inside of your vehicle and you're hoping right. your vehicle doesn't topple over? Yeah. Like, Meanwhile, your vehicle is getting pelted with sand. You're not going to sleep. It's going to be the noisiest, loudest thing. Like you're just sitting there. Yeah, I mean, you could try to put your your vehicle. At one point, I did that. Instead of being broadside, I made it narrow and kind of like just directly into it. Yeah, and it kind of went past it, but you're still getting blown from sure. one direction. But it was funny how many times we're like, "All right, let's make a wind barrier." Like you were working on your your LJ and I try to like pull sideways. Oh yeah, on the beach. Yeah, when trying to block it. And then even, even, even just night to night, like what the first night we were on one side of that uh, that parking area, huddled in the trees with our tents facing one way, and the next night we flipped to the other side yeah. in order to you know block the wind. Yeah, and it worked was, out really well for us. I think that was I laughed at myself, and I thought I was being like a boy scout, which <laughs> Nathan Nathan is an Eagle Scout, so watch out. But oh um, yeah, I ordered a compass. And then I would look at the weather report and be like, okay, it's kind of, the wind's going to come from the northwest tonight. And I could actually point the compass, and it was pretty accurate. And I knew which way that we should, well, on our hardtop, put our hardtop into yep. the wind on our rooftop tent. And then you kind of knew, all right, I'm going to use Brad's Jeep or whatever as a wind block to put mine because your tent's, lo- your tent's it, yeah. lower. Mm-hmm. And it worked great. We got yeah. a good night's sleep. Oh, Had I not had crazy. it, obviously you could stand there and feel it hit you in the face. But if you look at the weather report, you kind of knew, well, at 2 in the morning, it's going to change a little bit to just coming from the north. And so, yeah, we had to move our tents within a small area, but we moved them closer to the the trees where we were blocking the wind the right way. And um, it was a cool experience to, to... I always listen to like the YouTubers complain about out west, well, the wind was bad, so we didn't get a good night's sleep, or we were worried. I'm like... What are you talking about? Because in the mountains of North Georgia, we don't. You, there's no wind. Yeah, like very rarely. Right, we're, we're just, it, we're just there's so deep in the trees. trees. Yeah, there's no way you're gonna notice that there's wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, a heavy rain in the in the mountains sometimes in the trees doesn't even come through. Like a, it doesn't even seem like a heavy right. rain. And then you get out in the open. And, oh wow, that's pretty bad. But um, yeah, there you're just exposed. I mean, you might as well be on top of a mountain. You just, it's just water on both sides with with a couple of little <laughs> bit of dunes. Our last night there when we camped on the beach, um, you're not, so they, I, I looked this up because I wanted to make sure, but you're not allowed to camp in between the dunes. So if there is a gap in the dunes, but there's a dune line, you're not supposed to camp in the break of the dunes. Yep. So I, I made sure we didn't, but I did notice that like the beach was sort of at an angle and I found a huge dune that was like, as, as the angle went, it would act as like a wind block. So that was it. That's all we kind of... We didn't have that bad a wind, but I'm like, just in this case. is the one spot I see yeah. that we kind of have a little wind block. And what that does, if you're in... Now, if you're in, like, camper, you're great. Yeah. I mean, as long as you don't get blown over, but, like, you're not really mm-hmm. worried about it. But if you're in a rooftop tent, ground tent, uh, I don't think hammocks really possible out there unless you set up some I don't think it was state. even allowed, actually, when yeah. I saw the regulations. You well, can't. you're not supposed to put it on the tree, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, on a tree. Yeah. So you... Yeah. I have seen, like... You can set them up in a hitch. Yeah, like behind yeah, those types are, yeah. Just, it you would cannot be, connect any type of If the wind was so. real bad, that would have been awful. Sure. So, any kind of canvas material, just going to whip all night. Yeah. And it's hard to sleep like that. And you're wondering, is it going to rip and break? If it rains, is it going to come through? I mean, it, it it's kind of nerve-wracking. And uh, 
we started to really question ourselves going on to the ferry when they heard the ferry services were closing. Like, mm-hmm. are we actually making a smart decision? Because we had no choice if we wanted to get off the island Saturday. Yep. We were there. I was even thinking about it going across. This is one of those thoughts where you're like, what if I had a medical issue? <laughs> like, say yeah. I have a heart attack or I'm like having a stroke or like, what are your options? Coast Guard? Are you like there taking their stations right there? Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe you're getting a helicopter to come. I don't know what the options are. Like, there's a lot of old people on that island that are risking it. You know, <laughs> they slip and break, break a hip. They're going to have to wait a day. And I know people deal with that all the time. Probably live in Alaska or remote sure. areas that like it's probably any any adventure. But yeah, just be, not having the capability to physically just hop in someone else's vehicle if yours yeah. breaks down or whatever, and just well, kind of go. And North Georgia just felt a little different. If North Georgia, let's just say I slip and I sprain my ankle, we can get off the traverse in an hour, hour and a half, two yep. hours, and be at a hospital. Yeah, but there you're gonna have to wait. You're yeah. just going to have to deal with it. Obviously, mm-hmm. the same situation. Like we went to Big Ben. Besides the park services, it's two hours to a town. So, like, if you get bit by a rattlesnake, you, you I don't either you're going to have to call a life flight or you're going to have to drive the two hours and stay calm. Like, there's no rattlesnakes on Cape Lookout, so don't worry about that. <laughs> but, um... Uh, <laughs> All right, sorry. We had a brief intermission because there was... Some sort of large bug working its way towards me in this office. We're in the office at Black Bear. And, um, you know, we're, we're pretty bug free. But that one, uh, you could have put a saddle on that thing. And I hit it <laughs> and I heard it. But it, it it actually scurried off to some dark abyss. I hate to to break up the uh, the podcast a little bit. But that's fine. We got a moment to stand up and, and uh, chase after that. Whatever. The, I think it was a flying cockroach. Really, it's kind of gross. Okay, so... <laughs> I have heard on Cape Lookout that the bugs get pretty bad, and uh, we didn't experience that. But I think we got super lucky. Yeah. Because everything I was reading was it doesn't matter what time of year, yeah. the bugs are going to be almost unbearable and miserable. <laughs> so like, I, re- I remembered that the right, yeah. right before we left, and I grabbed a, a can of bug spray. And thank yeah. goodness, I think with all the wind, we just hey, we, we got now, lucky and we didn't need it. I did get a tick. I yes, guess, and your dog got a tick. Yes, Leia had a few ticks. We found, and I got one tick on my back. And as far as I know, I don't have Lyme disease, so we should be okay. Um, like I still can eat red meat pretty well. And Nicole was like, um, "Leia got a couple ticks. Let me check you." And I like just look at the mirror. And there's one hanging on my back, and uh, we removed it. So uh, no big deal. Our first aid kit actually had a tick remover, but it's hard to do. It's yeah. hard to get them to not get their heads to stick. Stick and stay. Yep. And then and then we applied some some ointment or whatever, and that was okay. Oh but yeah. It was impressive. Wasn't Julie was able to pull them out off of, off of Leia while huh. we were, I think while we were driving down the highway. Huh. Um, yeah. They um they hadn't got fat yet, so it wasn't really working yeah. on me. But I got plenty of blood. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but there, yeah. Apparently, they could have bad. There could be some bugs. Um, one thing I heard about the the lighthouse as I was leaving was they didn't think it was going to be open this season. Oh, at all? Um, yeah. Apparently the, the, somebody was asking the park ranger when we were there, is there going to be a climbing season this year? And they said, no, we just don't have the manpower to, to run the lighthouse. Interesting. Like, to have someone there. But I think they have in the past, but yeah, I know actually um, one of my neighbors, um, is like a history teacher or whatever. Yeah. And he said every summer he, uh, he basically applies at national parks to like be a park guide or whatever. And uh-huh. actually, Cape Lookout was one that had called him about 
like being doing there that. For, yeah, like where the, they'd be like a tour guide and things like that. Yeah. So that could be part of it. And I think they do have. So your legitimate. neighbor didn't volunteer this year, and so nobody can go. <laughs> Maybe <up> yeah. <laughs> it's Luke's fault. Yeah, cracking a uh, a wild leap here. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, that's it. You need to bring your food. You need to get your ferries together. You need to get your permits all together. Now, one thing I want to discuss a few things. Mm. Oh, I know what we're talking about. We're talking about off-road in the sand. So they're, different. They're, yeah. And um, we aired down, which is what you need to do is you need to air down. Uh, I think we're all about 15. Could have gone yeah, a little lower. Yeah, 15, and, we, and we aired down our trailers, too. We did air down the trailers. And there was air at the ferry service for the Cape Lookout Ferry Services, so I aired up there. And, um, but what we found was obviously going slower, you're not going to overheat, but we just want to make sure we weren't going to get stuck. We can get to our campsite. There's the back road, what they call it back road. And it's packed well. Yes. Where we just rode around a two wheel drive on the back road. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have a view of the ocean, but it does have a view. All the time. There's yeah, sometimes. There spots where you could but it was just as pretty. Yes. Going through the, the different brush and it just kind of weaved in and out and the light would play with it and it was pretty just in between the dunes yeah and then you can see the intercoastal waterway mm-hmm. which is just as pretty and um you know we didn't get to swim or fish or tell you anything about that but those are things you can do there as well and um and that would probably be your relief from the bugs you're you're jumping in the ocean for, <laughs> uh-huh. for a little bit if, if and of course we're talking the atlantic so even in july it's cold but you know bearable um beach was gorgeous the seashells Best I've oh ever my seen gosh. in my life. The conch shells or yeah. whatever, yeah. We brought some shells everywhere. And there was just big, beautiful, unbroken shells and just tons of stuff. We saw sharks on the beach. Um, really just a pretty place. Everywhere you look, look, every time I took a picture, it was like, this is the greatest picture I've ever taken. Like, I'm I'm sure people can follow my Instagram like, all right, we get it. Like, you went to the <laughs> beach. Well, they're awesome pictures. Um, so, not talking about Cape Lookout, but kind of on our way up. We decided to camp on the way up, so um, definitely a good call. Yeah, that was, so we longer up, drive. I mean, yeah, so we it, it like I said, it's about a nine hour drive, and uh, with kids sometimes that's even further. It's longer. Yeah, I think our ferry service was initially scheduled for like three in the afternoon on a Friday, so we're like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe if we leave at four or five in the morning, we can just buzz all the way yeah. up there. But we had to go through Atlanta, I think near Charlotte. Yeah, uh, you know, to get all the way up there, and you could have an issue with your vehicle. Right, if you have an older Jeep, or you have an older vehicle, or mm-hmm. you have a blowout on a trailer, or you never know. Whatever. Uh, I mean, we found a screw right, right as we were getting on the ferry ride. Mm-hmm. We found a big old screw in my in my wheel. Yeah, in my t- yeah, in my tire. tire so yeah. it didn't. Yeah, we got lucky there. But yeah, so yeah. we made a good call to say, hey, let's leave Thursday night after work, buzz up halfway or whatever, and find yeah, that so campground. we stayed at um, something river. Uh, the equestrian facility. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what it's something river. Um, it was. I have no idea now. The town. Oh man. Anyways, there are a few places now. If you're thinking about, if you're if you're in Georgia, or even if you're coming from like Alabama, Tennessee, wherever. You think about North Carolina. In the mountainous areas like Asheville, there is. Uh, Plenty of camping spaces. But as you're getting towards the coast, it's either very urban or city-centered. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily like where you would run across campgrounds. Yeah. So there are, a, you know, a few. Um, and we found this one. And it's something river. And I 
can't even, I wouldn't even be able to tell you the town we were in. Um, just but, the middle of nowhere. It was, it was an equestrian. Yeah, it's it really an equestrian place, campground. Yeah, it's a place uh, people would go yeah. to ride ride horses and stuff like that. And um, anyways, it, it it was about three hours from mm-hmm. from there. And so yeah. we camped there at four, went up there, and then um, from the campground, basically up to um, Cape Lookout, I think we only went through like one more big town, more major town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, you kind of want to make sure you're gassed up. They did sell gas on the island. Um, she okay. said, they, "Oh, she, for, yeah, for like the side by sides, yeah, or the yeah." Um, she told me we won't be offering gas services tomorrow. We're going to close because of the weather, mm-hmm. and um, you know the park services will be closed. And I never checked out their bathrooms to know if they had a shower at their bathrooms or not. But there are bathrooms mm. at there are right toilets. By where they get dropped off. Yeah, and uh, there are cabins. They're pretty basic. And then the things to do on the island, obviously fish, look for seashells, swim, um, drive your Jeep, offer a vehicle around, and uh, you can go check out. There is some old houses. We went and looked at that. They're cool to look at. Some A little bit of history. There's a little bit of history. Um, and just soak up the sun. Enjoy. It's a very great place for relaxation. And uh, but, but the one thing, you know, my piece of advice, I'll let Nathan give his. But you want to make sure, without overdoing it on your gear, that you are able to self-sustain yourself because it is not like going to a campground where you have the ability to run to a Walmart. You have the ability to go and, and grab something from a general store. You, you are Once you get off that ferry, it's you taking care of you with the stuff you brought. <laughs> yes. And so bring your first aid kit. Bring a fire extinguisher. Bring anything that's going to keep you warm. Bring clothing for being hot. Bring clothing for cold, wind, rain. You know, bring Extra stuff. water for when your vehicle overheats. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. Uh, uh, I actually had to use a, I had an extra gas tank. I ended up needing it because we, we burned a lot of gas mm-hmm. and we were just driving around on the on the beach. Yep. Uh, I think we I had a, a half tank when we got on the beach. I was like, ah, oh, it's like 10 miles down, 10 yeah. miles back. I'm, I'll be totally fine. I ended up having to put some of that gas in yeah. my tank on our way to get picked up by the ferry just because we, we burned so much driving around. We might have had a quarter tank left in our JL, and thankfully there was a gas station very close from yep. Cape Lookout. Mm-hmm. But it was a tight situation. Now, I don't know anything about the Davis ferry system or whatever, and it's just a little bit of a tangent, but the Cape Lookout ferry service is A+. Oh, 100%. They're super nice people. Professional, knowledgeable, they, knowledgeable. They had a bathroom. Uh, uh, as soon as you get off, that's a nice bathroom. Uh, or before you go on, get, go across on the ferry. Um, they had uh, the air when you get off. Air when you get off. I mean, it was just really down to home. Like nice people. Got a tank top there. Mm-hmm. Got got. They just had a lot of cool stuff. I didn't even want to. I wanted to fish, but I wanted to buy everything they had in that store. It was like the just coolest little general good. store. Yeah. And pretty views right there. But what do you think, like, besides, like, sustainability, what's kind of your takeaway of, you know, if somebody's planning a trip, maybe even it's not even Cape Lookout, because this whole thing, we're talking about Cape Lookout, but this could apply to, you know, going to camp in Big Bend National Park. It could apply to the Mojave Desert. This could apply to somewhere on the Georgia Traverse where it's a little bit remote. Is there any kind of takeaway or anything, like, piece of equipment you really liked or something, some kind of advice that like maybe something you learned from this trip. Um, 
For me, I mean, my biggest takeaway at the end of, end of it that, mm-hmm. that, that like now I'm starting to work on is I think I overpacked for it, which okay. which at the same time as we're talking about survival is good. Like it, like yeah. I had plenty of extra water, things like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like maybe I'm overdoing it on my gear because yeah. I don't need to stress my rig out so much. Sure, try to keep it a little bit lighter where I can and not put that extra stress on the mm-hmm. vehicle and everything like that. Because ultimately, if you're if we were only out there um, three four days, sure, worst case scenario, you can make it. You know, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I felt like I, I, I there were so many things that I didn't and like I overpacked that I didn't really mm-hmm. need. Um, so it, it's it's all that's always a balance, I think, with yeah. a lot of these adventures. And There's been a lot of especially times. when the weather was all over the place, right? And it's hard to really you don't know. That, but yeah, I mean, there's been some times where like I brought my Jackery, never used it. There's mm-hmm. been times where, like, and we used it some, but it wasn't like if we hadn't had it, we could have got by. Like there's certain right, things we could have right. cut out for sure. The other thing I was thinking about as you're talking about that, you're also, it doesn't hurt to be friendly. And uh, that yeah. sounds obvious, but when we camped for the, the two nights, the first two nights we were there, we're camping, um, because of the weather, we were all camping in this long-term parking. There was uh, a gentleman who was a police chief in his town and has two sons with him. And then there was a guy from Michigan with his two daughters. And we were all friendly to one another, and we all kind of had a nice little trust. Like, I trust that guy over there. He's going to camp within 100 feet of me. Yeah. But this is the safest place for all of us to camp, and this is where mm-hmm. I need to camp. And the other gentleman, and we all kind of looked out, not to brag on ourselves, but, like, everyone kind of looked out for one another. Yep. So the guy walked over to us at one time, offered help while we were backing up a trailer. We noticed a guy's rooftop tent was getting flipped over in the wind. We helped tie it down. And, um, and... We just kind of kept an eye out, and we didn't know those people. We may never run into them again. I am now Instagram friends with the the police chief guy. Nice. <laughs> I, I mean, I, what was super cool, I mean, that's something I'm not always, I'm friendly, but I'm not yeah. the most, like, outgoing person. When he, when he saw us pull up, he's like, hey, man, y'all are probably going to be our neighbors. So he yeah. came over and was like, hey. like he introduced uh, himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super cool. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely be friends. Absolutely. Yeah, I struggle with being an extra Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's good because you sometimes pull, no, not sometimes, every time I pull into a campground and you're like looking for a camp spot, you're like looking at the neighbors and they're looking at you and they're mm-hmm. like, ah, keep moving guy, we don't yeah, want a neighbor, yeah, yeah. you know, like, uh, you, and especially when you're looking for dispersed camping in North Georgia, if there's anyone around, you're like, no, screw it, I'm going to find another spot, right. like, mm-hmm. I want to be out here by myself, yep. but we're like out there by ourselves, but also with some people and they were ended up being really friendly, and it's just um, they were kind of looking out for us. We were looking out for them if they needed anything, and uh, it worked out good. So it's it's good to be friendly and neighborly, and um, uh, they even ended up sharing some some food. They they had some. The guy made spices on the side. He gave us some nice steak some, seasoning. That gam seasoning. Yeah, it was used good. it last night on the smoker. I don't know what you were telling you used it last night. I put some on my steak, and it just not my sauce. Maybe it was steak. Spicy. I don't know. I used it yeah. on, a, on a pork chop, but I had okay. really thick ones, and I didn't um, really put a lot on oh, I mean, it. So I, maybe that was I it. I coated my I steak, could, and then I gotcha. went back and looked, and I'm like, this thing's got red chili peppers and all kind of stuff. And, uh, I didn't use <laughs> it. It was good flavor, though, for sure. Yeah, I really liked it. It was kind of sweet and spicy and, and, and barbecue and it was good. So it's making me hungry. Welcome to smoking um, with Bubba. That's it. <laughs> no, I mean, we do it. Um, we got about eight minutes left on the uh, recording time. Once we hit an hour on the app, then it just shuts off and I have to redo it. So, um, with that time, or obviously we have a little beer to drink, 
But um, anything else you're thinking of? So, like, you got anything else planned for the rest of the year? Anything you're looking forward to trip-wise? Um, any trips you're really looking forward to in the future? Like, something, like, we were talking... So I was talking about earlier in my little monologue about adventures and experiences. Uh, Nathan's been on some of my big idea trips mm-hmm. where I'm like, hey, let's go to Black Bear Pass. And we had some big failures on that trip and successes. But like, to me, it's all an adventure. When we were getting ready for uh, for this for Outer Banks or, yeah. uh, or Cape Lookout, it, the weather was looking nasty. And I said, you know what? We've been planning this. If, yeah. if it's terrible, then, hey, it'll be a great memory mm-hmm. either way. <laughs> and uh, worked out the way, Yeah, it worked out perfect. So. Um, so like yeah, anything you're you'd like to go do any trips or anything you're looking forward to this year you might go do or uh, this year we'll see what uh, what's left on our calendar I guess um, but as far as like big yeah. stuff I want to get back out west I mean yeah when we were out there in Colorado that was the the coolest thing um, sure so and I'm always dreaming of getting back out there so any anywhere out west is kind of like where I need to get back to uh, yeah. but at that point you know it just needs to be planned with some other folks rather than. Yeah, going out alone. I think sure. So that, oh, that's I'm kind going of out for. west alone. Am I going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking, uh, but I'm not that driving. Rental Jeep, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm in a rental. So. Exactly. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, ah, 2005 TJ. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I if I break, I call AAA because I'm re- sure. I'm going to Moab in a couple weeks and well in May and uh, which is actually it's five, coming up six weeks. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but we're renting an, uh, a, a built off-road Jeep, so I don't have to worry about too much. Um, but yeah, out west is where it's at. This year, you hear that noise? Mm-hmm. It's the rat on the roof. Yep. We're in my office, and there is a <laughs> wharf rat that lives here. And I saw him last time I was here. And he, you can hear him nibbling, running around on the roof. Yep. There. Thankfully, my... Uh, my seats aren't up They're there anymore. Out They're out in my truck. <laughs> <laughs> I used to worry about those things up there. I've looked for them. i got to set some traps. We got bugs. We got rats. Don't come to Black Bear <laughs> Off Road. It's it's chaos here. No, it's we're in an old old building, so you're just liable to have anything. Uh, someone left our window open the other night, and I'm like, I know a cat had to have lived in here. This <laughs> like like one of the windows. Good small, cozy bed. It just cracked or whatever, but yeah. Um, so we do have AOP on on our list this year. I've never been. Yeah. Been. Okay. So that's that I'm looking forward There's to that. There's that one. Was it Morris Mountain? I think uh, yeah. that's what we're talking about. So Morris it's weird. So Brandon's going out for a trip there before. Okay. There's an uh there's an event there. The Georgia Jeep Alliance is doing a Jeep invasion there the weekend of the Pigeon Forge trip that we're doing. So Pigeon Forge mm. is mm, a very that's right. June tenth, I think. June I don't have it on my calendar. No, it's no, it's, it's either the sixteenth and seventeenth or the twenty-sixth. Oh, I got it? It. no. It is tenth. I'm right. Oh, is it? Okay. So it's the tenth and eleventh. And does that sound wrong? I feel like it's right. That, it's probably <laughs> right. Look. We've got it on our phone somewhere, but it's, hey. Yeah, it's. I'm gonna grab Sometime. my work phone and look. But um, I think I have it as the tenth and eleventh. Anyways, that same weekend, I think the Georgia Jeep Alliance is also at Morris Mountain. So I, I would have loved to gone then, but I do want to go out to Morris Mountain. Um, I was super impressed with Stony Lonesome, uh, as far as Alabama wheeling is concerned, because they're not known for elevation. Um, yep, the tenth. The tenth, sweet. I was you got it right. Good, I was right. I'm not. I'm often wrong <laughs> on dates and stuff like that. So, um, so I'm actually I've never been to Maggie Valley, so I'm excited to go to Maggie Valley. Yeah, um, should be cool. Yeah, and we're gonna do the Jeep event there. 
Uh, I'm really stoked about Scottles and Bottles this month, um, which is not really a wheeling event, but it's the Jeep event, uh, an overlanding event that's a Jeep event. I don't even think I told you. I know I didn't. So I was talking to, to my buddy who works for Fox. He works for BDS mm-hmm. and, and, and JKS and all those. He had promised me he would bring a company rig. So they were going to bring a Jeep, but all the Jeeps are going to be like allocated for Jeep Beach. And they he drives a, a Sierra, GMC Sierra, that's like a It might be it's either Zone. I think it's a Zone or maybe it's a BDS wrap on or whatever. So I thought that's what he was going to bring. Nope. Apparently, BDS and Fox built a truck for Ford that Ford took to all of the shows and car shows they did in 2021, and it's a Overland F-150 that has rooftop tent, awnings, some big lift, tires, like, whole okay. things wrapped in, like, uh, Fox and BDS, so that's going to be at Scottles and Bottles in our booth, uh, as well as another Jeep awesome. that we've built, so um, they'll be there, and, and I'm excited to see the truck. He's like... They, we just got it back from Ford, and it's ours now. We bought it back from Ford. So Ooh. so their company built it, so he'll be there with that. And he said, George said this will be the biggest event they've ever done, and I like the beer at Sweetwater. So excited about that to do Skiles and Bottles. Then Jeep Beach. Yep. I mean. Week after that. Yeah, that's going to be. After that. Yeah. You've been, right? Not to Jeep. No, not yet. No. No, no, no. Oh, Kevin's gone. Yes, Kevin's been there okay. a few times. So Good Brothers Kevin. we got to go shout out to Good Brothers Off-Road because Nathan is a a founding member, founding father, <laughs> good brothers, founding brother. Yeah, there you go. So we're going to go to Jeep Beach, and we are under the gun because we've got, I've got two builds that have to get done before then. One's not so hard. We just got to do the front gears and some audio. The other one, one-ton axles, cage, PRP seats, BDS long arm kit, and a full audio setup, all kicker. And I'm not talking just like speakers and subs. Also, uh, uh, four six and a half inch wakeboard speakers in the back cage. All of it's getting painted here at the shop by my buddy Dino Dave. And he's doing a mural. It's going to be crazy. And it's going to be displayed in the Bruiser booth at Jeep Beach. And also, they're having a party Thursday night. Bruiser is in Ormond Beach. And it's the center of display. And we're the one building it. And we're like painting axles and long arms and so it's going to be crazy it's going to be the uh, it's a little crunch for us but it's going to be either one of the coolest things we've ever done um that like building a show jeep and the jeep we're bringing which is which is the jurassic park jeep is very much a show jeep so i'm yeah. excited for that we have a house on the beach that's very expensive that we made affordable by splitting with too many people a lot of people it's gonna be great <laughs> it's gonna be awesome and uh, if you're going to jeep beach just go down by the shores and look for all the Jeeps in the Black Bear Road tent on the beach because we'll be posted up. we got one minute left. I've also got to do my like 15-second outro where I tell you to eat your prunes. There you go. You want to leave us in any parting shots or anything like that? Any, any words of wisdom? Oh, man. Just get, get out there. Just get out there. Get out there. Yeah. Get off your freaking couch. <laughs> <laughs> Stop watching YouTube and, and do it. <laughs> or not, don't do YouTube, but go, I love YouTube. It. But it's it can, great. Yeah. It can it's be great a for crutch. Like, yeah. Don't just experience adventure through watching it on a screen. Like, I agree. Get inspiration from it. I do like, it to learn. Learn about the places I want to go and then go do them. 
So I actually learned about the place we camp from YouTube. I saw some other guy camp there, and I'm like, we well, should probably find that spot. And the ferry service said, yeah, that's where you yep. need to go. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a great way to learn, but uh, you need to, to put an adventure in your future. And if you're going to do anything for yourself, that I mean, the number one thing you can be doing right now is eating your prunes. Fiber is huge for your diet, and prunes are absolutely fantastic for you. So make sure you eat those. Nathan, thanks for being on. Absolutely. And uh, I'm Jeep and Bubba. Hope there's an adventure in your future. We'll be seeing you.